Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast for the Vineyard Church in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you haven't already, we encourage you to check out our audio archive at vineyardcampbellsville.org. You can also subscribe on iTunes or wherever you like to get podcasts. And now, here's this week's message brought to you by Senior Pastor Adam Russell. Oh, hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Vineyard and um, welcome to Freeform Worship. Uh, it's so good. It's so good to like just sing the song of the Lord um, over and over again. If you're, if that was maybe new to you, over and over again in the in the Old Testament, it says sing a new song to the Lord, and um, that's actually a that's a good thing. To like like we have a part to play in this thing, you know. And uh, so thanks for going there with us. I'm still there, <laughs> still very much there. Uh, thank you, Lord. I love when that happens. I love to be in the presence of the Lord. Mm. Amen. Mm. I love to be in the presence of the Lord. Hey, if you want to open up your Bibles to 1 John, that would be great. That's where our message is this morning. And just like Hannah said at the very beginning of worship, this is the second Sunday of Easter. So Easter is not like a moment. Easter is like a season in the church. And so this is the second Sunday of Easter. And we want to continue to like lean into, uh, lean into what Easter is. We want to continue to lean into the resurrected son. We want to continue to lean into anticipating like the life of the age to come uh, being among us now. And that's what I want to talk to you about a little bit this morning. Uh, I want to talk to you out of first John chapter one, really just the first few verses, even though the text is quite a bit longer than that this morning. I just, I'm only going to, I'm only going to share with you maybe out of the first four verses. Uh, and here's what I want to do. I want to talk to you this morning about eternal life. And I want to talk to you about uh, entering into eternal life. Uh, and I want to talk to you about uh, really just what is life in general? Like, like how is it that we could enter into like real life right now? And uh, maybe what we will do first is we'll just read the scripture this morning. So Rachel, if you could help me out here. Real quick, First John chapter 1, and we'll just begin at verse 1 and go to verse 4. Uh, John writes this, he says, We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him and now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. If you want to underline something, you can underline that right there. He was, he was with the Father and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. That's all I want to share this morning, these four verses. And I, I want to talk to you about eternal life this morning. And maybe you noticed, or at least I hope you did, um, that in these four verses here from uh, John, that there are at least two references to the word life. There's one reference to eternal life. There's two references to life. And then, and then there's even this sort of like glancing reference to the one who existed from the beginning. So even that word existed, it carries with it the connotation of like life, right? And so at three places here in four verses, there's this notion of 
there's this notion of life or existence. And then John puts the much, much finer point on it when he begins to zero in on eternal life. Now, when I say the words eternal life, it probably brings up all kinds of stuff for us in the room. And usually what we think of is like, we think of heaven. Uh, we think of like uh, life that does like unending days, right? Like we think of just like a million zillion days in a row. And uh, maybe we think of a few far side cartoons that we've seen or something like that. But, but that's really not what John has in his mind. In fact, no Jew living in the first century would have had really any of those things in their mind. Uh, for first century Jews, uh, there are simply two ways to divide time. There is this present age, and then there is the age to come. So when John talks about eternal life, he's talking about the age to come, right? And so the dividing line between this present age and the age to come would be something like this. This present age is, well, it's the life that we all live sort of like right now or whatever. And it's, it's the broken version of life. It's life with all the troubles. It's life with all the trials. It's life with difficulty. It's life with tears. It's life with death and dying. It's all the things that you and I know. And like, if you're a human, you know what life in this present age is, right? So there's that. But then there's also the age to come, which they were anticipating. And John says, is actually fully summed up in Jesus Christ, the son. And in the life of the age to come, it's the life where there are no more tears. It's where God has set the world right. God has not just set the world right, but he set the cosmos right. And he set things right for every single person, right? And so when John is talking about eternal life, you can almost, you can institute or you can switch that word around with several other things. You might talk about the life of the age to come for eternal life. Uh, you might talk about the kingdom of God. Jesus would never use the word eternal life. By the way, uh, he almost never did. Uh, maybe one time in John chapter 17, verse 3, Jesus almost never talks about eternal life. Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. And so these are just like almost like different little phrases that we can sort of like switch around getting to some of the same thing. And I, I want to talk for a few minutes about specifically entering into eternal life or laying hold of it uh, and um, maybe how we could do that even now. And the first thing I want you to notice is something that I've already shared is that in 1 John chapter 1, verse 2, that he says that Jesus is eternal life. Can we put that back up again? Verse 2, this is the one whose life itself revealed to us. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. And the he there is obviously Jesus. And so the first thing I want to say about eternal life is that, is that eternal life is a person rather than a concept or a state of being. Like, like, like eternal life is not like a floating idea in the ether. Uh, eternal life is not simply unending days. It's not quantity. It is a person. It is a person. And eternal life is ultimately rooted in Jesus. If we're looking, if we're looking for the life of the age to come, if we're looking for the kingdom of heaven, if we're looking for the world made right, uh, the thing that John would say, and I would say to us this morning is, look no further than Jesus. I mean, this is always the thing that we have to keep coming back to, even in church. Sometimes we're, we want to maybe look somewhere else for, for life or, or, or for things to be made right. Or maybe we want to look for some other thing to keep us satisfied or, or some other concept, some new thing that would interest me. But I just want to say, like, eternal life is a person. Look no further than Jesus. Like, Keep sinking the roots of your life 
down in to Jesus. We can never make a big enough deal about Jesus. Um, I, I still remember when Jesus became real to me. I still remember when Jesus became real to me. I grew up in a home <clears throat> where, we, where we knew God and where we loved God. But how many of you know that at some point you have to take ownership of your own faith, right? Like the faith of your parents, it's the faith of your parents. And then at a certain point it becomes your own or it doesn't. But uh, I still remember I was maybe, God was very real to me, even like very early. Like, so I had some sort of a God consciousness pretty early. I think most kids do. Um, they may not share it or even know how to talk about it, but I remember feeling not just the idea of God, but maybe even the presence of God and, and wanting, wanting to connect my life to God, you know? But beyond that, I remember when Jesus became very, very real to me. And I was maybe 13. And by the way, this is not a dramatic story. I, I would imagine that a lot of people here have a story that's similar to this. But I was maybe 13. And the, the pastor of the, of the Christian church here in this town came to my mom and dad's house. And he sat with my sister and I. And he began to read to us just out of the scriptures. He read to us out of the scriptures about who Jesus was and about his love and care for us. And something in that moment began to happen. Like, I, like none of the information he was sharing was new to me. How many of you know what I'm talking about here? Like the information is not new, but somehow the information made that like that 18 inch journey from my head to my heart. And you just become very aware. Oh, this isn't just Jesus who like loves the world, but this is like Jesus who loves me. And then I can just, I can remember that day we were sitting at the kitchen table and we prayed and Shortly thereafter, I was baptized. But from that moment on, Jesus was no longer like a concept to me. Uh, Jesus was a person, and it wasn't like someone who was a million miles away, but there was some sort of an immediacy to Jesus. Like, we can never make a big enough deal about Jesus. Like, if you've had that experience, I would encourage you to, like, review it. Um, maybe even today. I would also encourage you to tell someone else this week, about when Jesus became very real to you. Did you notice in this passage that John says uh, he is eternal life, and then he says this is what we proclaim to you? What, what is John doing? He's sharing his experiences, right? Like how, how to enter into eternal life. Well, number one, sink your roots down into Jesus. But then number two, begin to just share the story with other people. It could be people who already know Jesus. It doesn't matter. Or maybe it's someone who doesn't know Jesus. Begin to tell the story, even if it's very simple, uh, how many of you, how many of you, when I was just sharing my little story, you began to feel like, oh, I remember. Oh, I, I feel so. What? Like my story isn't like profound, but it has Jesus in it, right? Yeah, this is eternal life. Like what is the, 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 the substance and the quality? Uh, see, eternal life isn't so much quantity, it's quality, right? Like this is one of the things we've kind of gotten wrong. It's not like, it's not just unending days. It's a particular different kind of life that's rooted in the person of Jesus, so like pursue him and remember him and talk about him. I'll tell, you, tell you another story. Um, this is also just from like my early years. Uh, Jesus wasn't just real for me when I was like 13 at the table there with the pastor or whatever. But Jesus stayed very real to me when I was in high school, especially like at summer camp. Uh, I don't know if any of you also ever went to summer camp or not, but like some people have bad memories of summer camp. Some of you were hazed. <laughs> and you need therapy. 
But I only have good memories of summer camp. And uh, I went to a little camp uh, in the middle of Kentucky called White Mills. Anybody know about White Mills? Yeah. I went to White Mills, and, and White Mills is where, where I became not only aware of Jesus, but where, where worship became real for me, like in a very immediate sort of way, like where we were not just singing songs about God, but we began to sing songs to God, and that something about singing songs to God rather than about Him brought His presence nearer. No, that's theologically wrong, but that's how it feels, right? Like God is always here. I'm either aware of it or not, but like that's the way it works. But yeah, like in high school, it became very, very aware and not just very aware, but very, the only word I have is like, is hungry for Jesus. Like hungry, like once you meet Jesus a little bit, then you want to meet him more. Because when you get to meet somebody who is kind or when you experience the, the presence of God and and by the presence of God, when you experience like the embrace of God, you, you want to experience that more, right? And so this, this all began to wake up for me when I, was in, when I was in high school, especially at summer camp. That seemed to be one of those places that kicked it off for us. But I guess I'm, I'm asking the question this morning, like, how many of us remember when Jesus became real to you? Like, what is eternal life? Eternal life is the Son of God, like, and it is encountering Him. It's... it's it's knowing him. And that's where we meet the life of the age to come. And it would be good for all of us to remember, maybe even remember again, like meeting Jesus, knowing Jesus, uh, encountering Jesus. Uh, some of us here this morning, uh, you might be low. Uh, some of us here may be beat up by life. And here's what I would just say to you. If you want to experience the life of the age to come, uh, the good news is you can. You don't have to die to experience the life of the age to come. Eternal life isn't later, it's now. And it's, it's now because it's in the Son of God who is here by the Spirit. And if you would like to experience the life of the age to come, if maybe you're really low, maybe you're broken. We sang about that this morning in worship. It was sort of a prophetic moment. It's probably for people here, you know. Uh, if you're low this morning, the good news is you don't have to die to get your life all sorted out. <laughs> You can, you can experience the embrace of God even now. And, and how do we do that? Pursue Jesus. Like him. Pursue him. Like actual Jesus. You don't need a guru. Uh, you don't need another book. <laughs> you don't need another, another anything. You, you, you need Jesus. Pursue him. The life of the age to come, it is wound up in him. And if we can meet him, we will meet everything that we need. Like pursue Jesus. Pursue Jesus. Uh, the second thing I want to say is life is connection. Life is connection. Uh, roots need connection to the soil. A plant that loses connection with the soil does what? It dies. Babies need connection to their mother's breast. A baby who doesn't get a bottle or his mom's breast, what happens? He dies, right? That's it. Uh, cities. Cities rise and grow by their connection to other places. You know, uh, that's why roads are really important. Roads and airports and seaports, these are really important. Like if you get connected, if we just build more roads to Campbellsville, to other places, you know what will happen to Campbellsville? It will grow. If someone finally fixes 210. <laughs> In your name, Father. If someone will just blast a road from here to Elizabethtown, 
Do you know what will happen to E-Town and Campbellsville? They both will grow. Like, why? Because life is connection. That's, that's a universally true thing. Like, life is connection. Uh, even right now, our bodies are pictures of this reality. Uh, my, my arms and my legs, my arms and legs are metaphors of this reality. Uh, if I cut my arm off, my body keeps living, my arm is dead. You know? Uh, I, can, I can live without a leg, but a leg cannot live without a body, right? Like, this is life. What is life? What is eternal life? Connection. It is connection. It is being, being put together. If you want to know what life is at a basic level, it is connection. Without connection, we just wither up. Uh, a connected life is a, is a vibrant life. Some of us here may be thinking, man, my life sucks. My life is drying up. I feel dry. I feel, I feel like my life has no meaning. I feel alone. I feel purposeless. I feel like I'm spinning in circles. Uh, once you go into that space, the next thing you need to look for are, 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 the next thing you need to look for is this. Where is it that I've lost connection? And obviously we're in church and we're going to talk about like being connected to God, but I will guarantee you that when you start feeling dry, when you start feeling disconnected and purposeless, you're not just separated from God, but you've somehow fundamentally been separated from people as well. Like life is connection. Life is connection. Eternal life is also connection. It's connection to the Son of God. And I would say that that's a decent frame to put around this whole passage. Notice that, notice what John says. He says uh, about Jesus right from the very beginning. He says, uh, these are the things that we heard, that we saw, and that we touched, right? He says, the things we heard, we saw, and we touched with our own hands, we now do what? We now proclaim to you. Uh, can I tell you all, that's just connection, right? It's like we were, we were connected to the person. This is what John is saying. We were connected to the person of Jesus, like to the point we could put our hands on him, and we did. And everything that we experienced in our connection with Jesus, we now what? Share it with you, right? Uh, this is also another another deeper look at like what kind of connection are we talking about? Well, we're talking about the connection, the connection that is uh, giving and receiving. Like it isn't just a matter of being connected or it isn't just a matter of like being around someone or being around Jesus. How many of you know that you could come to church, you could be here, you could have been in worship this morning, you could have been sitting in the middle of the presence of God, but not connecting to him, right? Or you can be in a room full of people and still disconnected from what's happening or disconnected emotionally from those people. Uh, you can be in a family and emotionally shut down, you know? So just being around something doesn't mean you're apart, you know? So, so we have to look and go, well, what is eternal life? Well, it's, it's the Son of God. Uh, it's being connected to the Son of God. But then if we were to go another level deeper, it's, it's receiving from the Son of God, but then also sharing from the Son of God. It's, it's giving and receiving. You might want to even put down the word flow. Uh, there is flow to eternal life. And here's what I know about some of us in the room. In general, some of us here are givers. <laughs> some of us in the room are givers, and we just give and give and give and give and give and give and give. And by the way, it's, it's a good thing to be a giver. But what happens if you give and give and give and give, but you never take anything on? You die. That's what happens. You get empty, right? 
you, you run out. And so eternal life is the Son of God. It is being connected to the Son of God. It is sharing. The eternal life has flow. It's giving and receiving. And some of us here are givers. We just give, 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 give. We share, 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 share. But unless we have a moment where we're receiving from God and even from others, we will invariably run out. And some of you here may be thinking, man, I'm really low. And I think I'm connected to Jesus. I mean, I want to be connected to Jesus. I think I'm connected to other people. You might just like do a little inventory. Like, Am I just give, 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 giving and not receiving anything? Because if that's the case, well, we know what to do now, right? Like, how do we enter into the life of the age to come? It's not just receiving and giving. It's, it's both. You can't just live on one side of the coin. And then others of us here are just receivers. Uh, we don't have any problems taking. Hands open. <laughs> you know? I was trying to be nice there, right? Some of us here are receivers. I was... I was, I was resisting the temptation to say some people are takers. I just said it. Some people just take, 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 right? Like they're just like arms are open. Receive, 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 receive. But how many of you know that if, if we never share what we have, eventually just, the, just the, the sheer fact of being human, the limitations on a human body, a human psychology, the, the limitations that it, that it means to be a person... Like you eventually get to where you, you can't receive anymore. And, and the only way to receive the next thing is to actually let something go. You know, uh, there, there's a sense in which uh, some of us here might feel stagnant. And, and maybe there's a sense in which your life feels stuck or stagnant. And, and it might be that you've received a lot, but you haven't shared much. You know, think of a pond. It has no, it has no outlet and it just grows a bunch of green algae, right? Uh, this week, the kids and I, we were in North Carolina and we were up in the mountains, and one of the things I love about being up in the mountains of North Carolina is there's all these rivers and streams, and they're stone bottom, and it, it, they're filled with water that's running out of the mountains, but then because, because the water just keeps flowing and because the bottoms are stone, it's clear. Like, the water is cold and clear. I mean, you, you, just, you just want to grab a glass of it. You're like, this is amazing. Why is that? Why? Because that stream is, like, receiving something, but it's letting it go. It's letting it go. Like it's pulling something in, but it's letting it go. Hey, listen, you want to enter into the age of the, the life of the age to come? You want, to, you want to experience eternal life? Get connected to Jesus. Receive from him, but then also share it. Share it. And here's how you share it. You share it maybe just by telling a story, um, by sharing with someone else, like what is it that you've experienced in God, you know? Uh, you receive it by uh, by by telling someone else, maybe in your family or next door neighbor or, or, or somebody you work with, telling them just the simple stories of who Jesus is to you and what he's done. I'm telling you, we can never ever make a big enough deal about Jesus and we can never discount any story that we have about who God is and what he's doing for us. Sharing brings more life. It makes more room. It makes more room. I'll, I'll just tell you a couple stories real quick. Um, about how Jesus has touched and changed me. One, again, from like middle school. This would be middle school. Which, by the way, this is about when I was telling you earlier that Jesus became real to me. So when, when I was in middle school especially, I was like desperately insecure. Uh, I don't know why, but I was, I think it's just middle school, right? It's just hard. <laughs> but I was really insecure. And 
one of the ways, it wasn't the only way, but one of the main ways my insecurity showed up was I didn't, I, I was paralyzed to speak in class in front of other people. Paralyzed with fear, gripped with fear, right? And um, I, around that time, you know, I don't know exactly how the whole timeline works, but around in, in those moments, I, Jesus became real to me and I began to experience the presence of God in a new way. So I began to receive something from Jesus. And in receiving these things from Jesus, his love, his embrace, just the knowledge that I was deeply cared for, uh, that, I was, that I've been embraced from the beginning, that God knew me, all these things. Um, also, right in that time period, I got profoundly baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, read for that. All baptism in the Spirit means is this. You become deeply aware that you are, that you are God's son or daughter. That's literally, like all the other stuff about baptism in the Spirit, that you've heard is probably garbage. It, it's literally, it's literally, y'all remember the time when Jesus is getting baptized in the Jordan? Jesus gets baptized, he comes back out, it uh, says the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove, and Jesus hears what? A voice from heaven that says, you're my son and I love you, right? There it is. That's the whole thing, you know? And I got profoundly baptized in the Holy Spirit uh, which is to say I became profoundly aware that I was God's son and I was deeply loved. Here's what's interesting about that. The sign, of the, the sign that I had been with God, the sign that God was moving in me was that I was no longer afraid, no longer insecure up in front of people. Like, like boldness came into my life, especially boldness to talk about Jesus, but then incidentally, boldness to talk about anything. <laughs> Like, it just didn't matter, right? Like, I, like the other fears were gone. And, but, but doesn't it make sense, though? Doesn't it make sense? Like, if, 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 if in the moment that you become deeply aware in, in the inmost parts of your being that God knows you and loves you, well, if God knows you and loves you, what is there to fear? Right? Like, when that really takes over, and I couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to articulate that at all, even when it was happening, but, but God put boldness in my life. And it wasn't until I got connected to him. It was, it was not, there was no thing. It was, it was Jesus. This is something that Jesus did in my life. Now, I'll tell you another story uh, this week. And this one is even less spectacular, okay? Uh, this week, I already told you, we were in, we were in North Carolina. Um, but I got to experience the care of God, you know? And uh, we just had the best time. Like there's just something about being outside, to be in creation, to walk in woods that have never been cut down, you know? I mean, just to be in woods where no logger has ever gone, you know? It's just amen, you know? And I pray that, I pray that there will be lots and lots of places that are never allowed to be touched for any reason. There is no amount of progress that is worth ruining wild places. That's not the part of the message, but I just want to say that. It does something to you. I mean, it literally does. At a cellular level, you just feel like, oh, I'm alive, you know? Okay. Uh, but like three days into our trip, Seth and I had gone on this wild mountain bike ride that morning. We went and rode this place called Bennett Gap, nearly died, made it back home. That also <laughs> makes you feel alive too, just endorphins. But we get back, and when we get back home, I'm going to take... Heather and Rowan and Maggie on a ride with us as well. And so I get literally every single thing loaded up on the truck and, and the kids are loading water bottles and packs. 
And right when I'm getting ready to walk back into the house, I don't know why I looked. I would never look. I, no, I never look because I'm not this kind of person. But I just like out of the corner of my eye, I see something dripping out of the bottom of my truck. I thought, that's weird. And I went and I put my hand under it and I grabbed it and I tasted it. And I'm like, oh, that's antifreeze. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm telling you guys, we are on the top of a mountain that no wrecker can come to. No one can come there. No, no thing. Like it's like you four wheel drives. That's it. Small four wheel. That's, that's, that's the only way. And I thought, well, what am I going to do? I'm like, so long story short, I somehow I, I grab Heather's van. I go down the hill. I buy some gorilla tape and I no record can come. There's no this is it. Like like you, you're just you're in it to figure it out. Like, you know, you just like all of your dad powers. Come on. It's like, what are we going to do? So I go down, I get Gorilla Tape, I dry this hose off as best I can, and I get it just dry enough for that Gorilla Tape to stick, and I tape that hose on the bottom of my radiator up as much as I can. I pour all the water in my radiator reservoir, right? And I grab two bottles of water and Seth, and we start over the mountain with my truck, and I, and I, and I'm, you know, you know, maps and you can like type in maps, auto, you know, auto repair. And the first place that comes up is someplace called Jackie's. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not that far. <laughs> and so I Googled to Jackie's and I pull in and I'm thinking, A, we made it. I like what? We made it. Uh, two, these guys are surely going to rip me off. Like I'm going to pay $5,000 and they're, and they're never going to do it. They might decide to begin working on it in two weeks, you know, but I need it fixed now. And I walk in and the first person I meet, the first person I meet, I meet these two old guys. I mean, like, you know, they're just, they've been working there forever. Just mountain dudes from North Carolina. I'm like, guys, I'm in a, I've been in a real pickle. Like I, I came off this mountain. Can you help me? And they were like, we will help you right now. We're going to bump you to the front of the line. We're going to take care of you because we don't want your kids to miss anything, right? They bumped me to the front of the line and they didn't charge me hardly anything, right? And why am I telling you this story? I'm telling you this story because I told Heather like three times. I felt the care of God like five times during this whole thing. You know, A, because it's vacation and then B, because like I even saw, like I would never look at the radiator in my truck. I'm not that guy. And then B, my gorilla tape plan worked. <laughs> like it actually worked. What? That shouldn't, guys, it shouldn't work. Because that stuff is hot. It should melt through the tape. It should get worse. It literally should get worse. And then C, I, I made it off the mountain without blowing up my truck. And then D, I got to Jackie's and they were good people. That's the care of God. You know, I mean, it's just, it's like, what is it? Well, I'm just sharing that with you because that was just one way I experienced Jesus this week and I experienced his care for me. And um, I just wanted to share that with you because receiving and sharing, this is eternal, like this is how we enter into like the real thing, right? Right. There's other things. We'll stop there. Oh, amen. I feel the Lord, though. I don't even know if any of that made sense this morning, but I feel the Lord. I feel the Lord. It's good. Eternal life is rooted in the Son of God. Eternal life is being connected to Jesus, being connected, putting the roots of your life into the soil 
of the kingdom. But it's not just connection. It is receiving and then sharing. That's how you stay alive. You, you have to. Some of us here need to share, you know. Some of us here need to receive. Uh, we all need to do both. But this might be a moment to think about that. might be a moment this, this afternoon to think about all the ways that you've experienced Jesus and then to, to pray that God would give you an opportunity to share one or two stories with someone this week about how Jesus has been kind to you. I promise you it will bring the vibrant life of God's kingdom more to you. It's the weirdest thing. It is the weirdest thing. A, to notice, but then to share. This is how we enter in. This is it. And that might be sharing with somebody who knows God or maybe sharing with someone who doesn't know Jesus. Tell your story. All right, if you're on, if you're on the worship band this morning, come on up. Here's what I want to do. I want to pray this morning that the vibrant life of God's kingdom would touch us. Especially for those who are low this morning. There were so many things that we sang this morning and even in today's word. That just I think it's for us who are just weary. So I want to offer that this morning. Here's what we'll do. We'll, why don't we stand and we'll pray. Thanks again for stopping by the podcast of the Vineyard Church in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you'd like to keep up with what's happening at the Vineyard, you can follow us on social media. Until next time.